I used to explain the love of my Jesus, the life that he gave. And so many times will I praise you today. you're always the same and my offering to you Savior. 
2 Corinthians 4. Got my Bible? Somebody sent me a video, or I saw it on Facebook, of MMA fighters. Anybody knows me knows I like boxing and MMA fighting, and I got to watch our very own Bruce. We got a guy in our church, Mr. Bruce. He's he's a, a jiu-jitsu black belt guy, and uh, he was in competition this past week and got to see his video. It was awesome, and uh, he didn't win the match, but, man, he was he did a great job, and uh, he has a dojo, I guess they call him, over in Porter. So if anybody uh, wants to go and do that, man, I'd like to get you guys to meet Brother Bruce. He's a great guy. And uh, I was watching this video of these MMA fighters, and these guys, it was a heavyweight, and uh, they were just going at it. And uh, uh, they were probably about as big as Spencer, and they were just wearing each other out, just beating one another up. Well, Finally, the one guy just got the best of the other guy. He was beating that guy silly, and, and he was knocked out. I'm going to say he was knocked out. There were so many times that the ref was fixing to stop the fight. He was just about to jump in and stop the fight, and, and, but he never would. And I was like, dude, he's just killing him. Stop the fight. And the guy was floating backwards and floating backwards and floating backwards and floating backwards. The guy just kept hitting him, and the guy floating backward went one time and hit just to try to get the guy off of him, and he knocked that other guy smooth out. I mean, he was out. He was down for the count, but he got one swing, and he knocked that dude out, and then he just fell on top of him. <laughs> and the guy never moved, and the guy wound up winning the fight. You know, I think that's the way it is sometimes with us too. Sometimes the devil may beat the hell out of us. I think sometimes he gets the best of us. Sometimes he's got us on the rope, and he's just knocking us and wearing us out, and we were just about to be done. But can I give you a word tonight? It ain't over till God says it over. Come on, somebody. Somebody hear me tonight. I said it ain't over till God says it's over. And I got a word for you tonight, and I want you to hear that tonight. It ain't over till God says it over. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7 says this. Got my Bible? 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7 says this. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our own great power is from God, not from ourselves. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not despaired or driven to despair. Verse 9 says, We are hunted down, but God never abandoned us. We get knocked down. I just told you that. We get knocked down, but we get up again and again and again and keep going. Through suffering, these bodies of our own constantly share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Come on, somebody. What a word. What a word, Cowboy Church. What a word for you and I tonight. Listen to what he said. He said, let me make this clear, that our great power is from God, not of ourselves. We get pressed on every side with trouble. We get crushed. We get perplexed. We have all kinds of things. We get knocked down. 
but we get back up again. I want to talk to someone who's been knocked down lately. Every time you try to get to your feet, here comes Satan to knock you down again. Over and over again, you think, well, it's my turn. It's my turn. Let me say this to you. I got a sister word that can back this up. John 4, 4 says this. 1 John 4, 4, you don't have to turn there, but it says this. But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in this world. What a verse to back up the first verse. And if we go to the one that's on my son's jacket from high school, it's Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Devil, it ain't over yet. Somebody needs to make their mind up tonight. Yeah, you might be down. You might be whooped. You might be in a hard time right now. But it ain't over. Time for you to get up. Bible says in Luke 10, 19, Behold, I give unto you the power to tread on serpents and scorpions and all over the power of the enemy that no means shall hurt you. If you've lived very long, anybody here lived over 30 years old? Raise your hand. Hallelujah. Anybody here lived over 20 years old? 20 to 30s? Amen. If you've lived very long, you know that life is not always fair. How many can say that bad things happen to good people? Bad things happen to good people. If you've lived very long, you'll understand. You get, me and my wife was talking about this. How can it be fair? And the Holy Spirit just jumped into this conversation and told me, <coughs> how can it be fair to see all these people getting blessed that are not living for God? Holy Spirit whispered in my ear, I'm not the one blessing them. Sometimes Satan blesses people too. Sometimes pe Satan blesses those that ride the fence. Sometimes Satan blesses those that are one foot in and one foot out. Satan will just try to do everything he can to bless them, bless them, bless them so that they can get their eyes off God. Paul says, I've been through some stuff. I've been through some despair. I've been through some hard times. I got stoned one time. It liked to kill me. They thought I was dead, but I'm back again. So we got to quit focusing on what everybody else is doing and just keep our eyes focused on the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. I wish somebody would believe me like that tonight. Come on, give God a praise if you believe me like that tonight. Listen to me. Listen to me tonight. Sometimes Christians go through hard times. Sometimes real Christians have financial problems. Sometimes real Christians get sick. Sometimes real Christians fight personal battles in their marriage, in their mind, in their addictions, even in their flesh and in their appetites. Paul says, I've been through trouble on every side, preplexed, persecuted, knocked down. But he said this, and you listen to me, if you're taking notes, he said God never left him. When he was desperate, God never left him. When he was in despair, when he was almost dead, God never left him. He said, God never, never left him. He never forsaked him. He said, I was never destroyed. You might feel like that MMA fighter I was talking about. You might feel like, man, it's just been one of those battles. Every time I try and try to take a swing, I just get knocked down over and over again. I have good news for you tonight. You'll never be forsaken by your heavenly father. Who the Bible says he's got his eye on the sparrow, he's got his eye on you. 
I love that song. I wish I could sing. His eyes on the sparrow and his eyes on me. He cares so much more about us than he does these birds that fly around. I came to tell somebody tonight that it does not matter what the enemy is working against you or what you're struggling with. The Bible says in Isaiah 54, 17, that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. The Bible did not say that Satan would not try to form some weapons, that Satan wouldn't come after your health. Can I say this to you tonight? I told my wife, just go ahead and cancel our insurance. I never went to the doctor when I didn't have no insurance. Now I got insurance, and it seems like that's all I do is go to the doctor. I don't go back to not having no insurance. I felt better, <laughs> looked better. I was a risk taker, but hey, no weapon that formed against you shall prosper. The Bible did not say that Satan would not form weapons against you that he would not launch them against you so you'd start giving your tithes and then you lost your job. You start trusting God and everything else fell apart in your marriage. He's going to form some weapons against you. He's going to form some weapons against you. I almost called you, Brother Benny, and I was going to tell you to bring me your crossbow gun tonight, and I was going to shoot one of them arrows at somebody, but I thought, well, I'm not that good with it. I might hurt somebody. Ain't y'all so glad I didn't do that skit tonight? I was going to put an apple on Oni's head right there. I was just going to put an apple right up there on Miss Oni's head and hold it right there, Miss Oni. The Bible did not say that Satan would not form weapons against you, that he would not launch an attack at you, at your health, at your finances, at your marriage, at your children, at whatever, whatever, whatever. But the Bible says that he can't touch you. The Bible says that he can't touch you without God's permission. Hallelujah. What the Bible says is, he, he says he's going to throw some stuff at you, but the Bible says it shall not prosper. It shall not attach itself to you. As a matter of fact, the Bible teaches us that all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord. So I've just learned to embrace the hard times. Embrace the times I don't understand why this guy's making it and this girl's having the time of her life and she's living like she's going to hell and everything she touched seems like it's turning to gold and I'm sitting here about to pull my hair out some days like, why, Lord, why, Lord? And the Lord said, well, I'm not the one blessing them. Sometimes the enemy, this is his world. You need to understand that. This world we live in, it's the, he's called the prince of this world. Get that right tonight. He, he's called the prince in the Bible. He's called the prince of this world. So he's blessing people so that you and I will take our eyes off of the place that we're living and uh, that we're, we're headed to. Come on, somebody. I'm headed to heaven. And the Bible teaches that you and I should keep our eyes on the things of above, not on the things going on in this world. But we can't sometimes because we don't think it's fair. And we want when somebody wrongs us, we want to take it in our own hands and fight our own battles and say things and do things. But the Bible says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. The Bible says you reap what you sow. So these people are cutting corners. These people are skipping church. These people are, are, are living like ever they want to, and God's not included in their, pan, in their plans. Let me say this to you tonight. One day they'll face him. One day you and I will face him. Well, don't, don't, don't forget that. One day you and I will face him, and we will give an account for everything we have. 
Every time we spoke in a word and used his name in vain. Every time we turned our back on Every time we made a decision without Every time we went out and tried to prosper and, and held that stuff for ourselves. Every time we didn't have God in our decision making. We're going to give an account for. Every time you hid behind Christ. You said you did. You were doing this. And you said you were doing that. And you you said you were a Christian, and you said that you were sold out. Every time you use that to gain for your own glory, you're going to be held accountable for it. I used to ride around with a Bible on my dash because I hoped the police would see it, give me a break. That's for my own gain, for my own my own gain. God convicted me. He said, put that Bible to use, not leave it up there and let it collect dust on the dash. Some of y'all are doing that right now. Pastor, you tapping on my toes tonight. I keep that Bible right up there so they know. We keep that cross right up on the wall in our house, but we cuss like a sailor. We got, the, we, got the, we got it all up on the wall. We got the Bible laid out, but we live like we're going to hell. We got liquor cabinets in our house, and we're going to parties on the weekend, and God is not in any of that. Can I say that to you? God is not in any of that. Who abides in sin does not abide in the Father, the Bible says. I don't know if y'all hear me tonight. I guess this is just too good. It doesn't matter who you are or how spiritual you think you are. Sometimes things get thrown at us. We run into potholes. Unexpected things happen to us. Problems catch us off guard. We get attacked and we want to give up. We get we get things, them fiery, those fiery arrows shot at us, and, and our life begins to spin out of throw, out of control. And, and so many people, they, they're done. So many people are done. What Pastor Mark wants to teach you is when you're in the worst attack of your life, it ain't over. When you're praying all night for your kids, it ain't over. Come on, somebody, hear me tonight. When you're praying and pacing the floor about your job, it ain't over. I heard Michael Strahan say today that his dad, as he was growing up and learning to play football, his dad never allowed the word if to come into the picture. He would always say when. Instead of if, he would say when. When you make it to the pros. When you make it to draft day. Not if you're going to, but when you're going to. It doesn't matter who you are, how spiritual you are. At some point in life, it's going to deal you a blow. And at that time, you're going to have to say, can I make it from here or am I going to lay here and die? The good news is that even though we don't see some of these attacks coming, these problems and these circumstances, we have a promise from God tonight. 2 Corinthians 2.14, turn there with me. How many believe that God keeps his word? Anybody hear me tonight? How many believe that God keeps his word? And I found this promise to us tonight. 2 Corinthians 2.14. But thank God. He has made us his captives and continues to lead us along in Christ's triumph processions 
Now he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume. Revelations 12, 11 says, And they overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. So I want to talk to somebody tonight who's going through a divorce. I want to talk to somebody tonight that's been dealing with sickness, who's had an unexpected curve thrown at them. Your company's downsizing and you're afraid tonight. You're afraid. You're afraid that you may be on the chopping block. Let me say this to you tonight. God said he'd never leave you nor forsake you. Maybe you're here tonight and you come from another church that hurts you. Your dreams and your ministries were crushed before you walked in here. Let me say this to you. Get back up and start boxing. It can be a thousand different things, but the bottom line is this. Things get it thrown at us, and we don't expect it. Life comes at you fast. I think that was one of the first few messages I used to preach at Caney Creek when I first got here. Life comes at you fast. Be ready. Stay ready to keep from getting ready. Everyone that knew me, I'd say it. Stay ready to keep from getting ready. Stay ready to keep from getting ready. Because either you're going out of one trial or you're coming in another one. Who believes that tonight? Who believes they need to stay ready to keep from getting ready? It can be a thousand different things, but the bottom line is you didn't expect the pain. You didn't expect the problem, but it hurt. You didn't expect the cancer. You didn't expect the heart disease. You didn't expect this thing to come, but it knocked the breath out of you. It's time for you to get back up and get in the fight. When I was a little kid, we had feather beds. Anybody ever grow up with a feather bed? Is there anybody here old enough to remember what a feather bed is? And we had feather pillows. And if you got in a pillow fight with a feather pillow, somebody losing a tooth. Them things were heavy. Remember how heavy they was? They was heavy. How many, how many remember those striped overalls? Anybody still got some other than Joe Biggs? Because he let me borrow one time. <laughs> I remember I wore those in his side. I looked really, uh, my medium overalls I had on that day. But we had a bed. We had a bed. Anybody remember? I, I was going to see if I played with somebody that, that may be just a little bit older than I. We had a bed, and it was made out of the same materials as those overalls. Anybody have one of those? <laughs> And it, hallelujah, give God a praise, somebody. You know what I'm talking about. It was a blue jean bed made out of feathers, and it had feather pillows that matched. And me and my sisters would get in there, and we would have a heyday with those pillows until one would start crying. And we'd be jumping up and down on that thing and falling back. Man, it's a wonder that ain't my problem in my back right now because them things were hard. But I remember one day, and, and, and finally, we didn't have no box springs, box springs. I don't think we could afford box springs at the time. But we had two or three bricks or something in a, in a, in a flat piece of board, and Mama had it up off the, up off the floor, and, and she had that thing on, on center blocks and on plywood, and we had a mattress there. And me and my sisters were in there, and we were jumping on the bed, jumping, jumping, jumping. Anybody ever jump on the bed? Okay, I just want to see if I was alone. <laughs> Can I say, if you didn't get caught jumping on the bed either. If you got caught jumping on the bed, you got a flip-flop upside the head. 
I could go on and on. How many remember them house shoes that used to be real pink and stuff on the bottom? And, and he's patting his wife like she got some, man. Give her some credit. Uh, her mama, he said. <laughs> but we were jumping on the bed. We was having the time of our life. And I heard my mama say, y'all better not be jumping on that bed. And boy, my little sister's wrong. Not me. I'll jump one more time. I'll jump one more time. I'll jump one more time. I was hard-headed. And I'm having the time of my life. And that door flew open. And I was like, oh, my God. And I jumped down on the floor. And when I did, my feet forgot to land. And I landed on my belly and my chest. And I just hit that solid wood floor. We had wood floors, too. We didn't have carpet. I hit that solid wood floor, and it knocked the breath out of me. I thought I was dead. I was thinking about that today as I was in my office. It just come back to me. I remember laying in the floor and just crying and bawling, and I remember Mama taking her flip-flop off, <laughs> her house shoe, and just started smacking me with that thing. And I, <laughs> I couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't defend myself. I, I, the, the breath just took out of my life. I was trying to crawl and pop, 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 pop. I told you not to be jumping on the bed. I was pointing at my sisters. They did it too. That day, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I don't know if mom was going to kill me or if the floor was killing me. But I really thought I, I was going to die that day. When I hit that floor, bam, it, I, I, I got a flashback just telling you guys about it. <laughs> I hit that floor so hard, it knocked the breath out of me. I thought I was going to die. That was 33 years ago, and I'm still alive. That was 33 years ago, and I'm still alive tonight since I've been in the ministry. I've had things knock the breath out of me. Since I've been walking with the Lord, I've had things hit me so hard, it dropped me to my knees. But I'm not dead. I'm not dead. And you're going to have things knock you to your knees. But that's a good place to be sometimes. Sometimes if you find yourself down, all the way down, where you can't even breathe, where you don't even function, you don't even know how it's going to make it. That's where you can really get in the presence of God. Oh, man, that's good stuff. That was 35 years ago, and I'm still here. It didn't kill me. And since that time, me and Mary, as a married couple of 18 years, we've had all kinds of things thrown in our marriage. But we're still together. We're still together, hallelujah. And we're loving more each day. We're getting stronger every day. and We're trying to make an exit plan for our kids. <laughs> the youngest got him a job at HEB today. And Mary said, don't work over 15 hours. I said, he's going to need 30 to afford that apartment that he's moving into with his brother. He's going to put some, put some down payment on the apartment. 18 years. 
Can I say this to you tonight? Only 10 of them have been with Christ. He's got us through every storm, every trial, every tribulation, every attack. He is the friend that sticks closer than a brother. He said he'd never leave us nor forsake us, and I still believe that tonight. Paul had similar experiences. Acts 14 says this. Acts 14, 19 says, Then some Jews arrived from Antioch. Listen to this story. Then some Jews arrived from Antioch in Inconemum and won the crowd to their side. Paul was out there preaching, telling people about Jesus. And then some Jews arrived from Antioch and won the crowd to the other side. Now listen to what happened to Paul. They stoned Paul. After, after they won the crowd, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of town, thinking he was dead. But as the believers gathered around him, he got up and went back into the town and listened to what he did. The next day, he got up and left. That wasn't the right place to be, Jack. That's a good story. It's a real story. Paul was preaching and telling people about the good news of Jesus Christ. You got saved. You got born again. You got baptized in our Jordan. And then the devil threw all these stones at you. You made a decision to get right with God, and then the devil threw all these stones at you. Man, Paul, man, he was out there. He was preaching. They turned the crowd against him. Boy, I know how that feels. Some of you know how that feels. You had all these friends. You had all these people that loved you and admired you, and the moment you changed your life, everybody wants to throw stones at you. <laughs> I heard a preacher say today, man, a lot of people that are close to leaders in church, a lot of people that are, that are close to the leadership in the church, they're the first ones to turn on the leader of the church. He said, because when the, when the fountain overflows, when the fountain overflows and it starts to spew, and the anointing overflows and it starts to spew, it don't hit the ones that's closest sometimes. And they begin to find fault in other people. They find fault in you and they find fault in I. You have to get outside sometimes. You got to get your thinking outside the box. You got to get away sometimes, just you and God. Sometimes you got to get the breath knocked out of you to realize how good God is. Somebody hear me tonight. I wish you heard me tonight. I want to talk to somebody tonight that's taken a hard hit. And he can't deny it. You lost a loved one. You lost the love of your life. There's no denying it. You took a hard hit. You lost someone you loved, someone you cared about. It hurt. It knocked you down. We're not going to deny it tonight. Come on, somebody. We're not going to deny it tonight. You had a friend you could trust. They betrayed you. You had a spouse. They said, they'd, they said, till death do us part. And they did everything but kill you. I want to talk to someone tonight who's taking a hard hit, and there's no denying it. It hurts. It's knocked you down. It's knocked the breath out of you. It's knocked you off your feet. But just like me when I was jumping on the bed, it's not going to kill you. Come on, somebody. It is not going to kill you. Whatever you're going through right now, it is not going to kill you. God's people never die. 
I wish somebody believed like that tonight. If you're prayed born again, you never die. You just change residence. You leave this earth and go to the city of God. The Bible says absent from the body is presence with the Lord. When you lay this old temple down, you know what? I'm going to go up to my new temple, my mansion in the sky. Talking to somebody tonight that really got hit hard. You're still here. It didn't kill you. You may have been knocked off your feet. You may have made some mistakes on your own. Because when Christians get knocked off their feet, sometimes everybody wants to put it on blast, try to destroy you, trying to find fault in you. You've been knocked off your feet. I'm here tonight to tell the devil he made a big mistake knocking some of us off our feet. I wish somebody received that tonight. When was the last time you got on your knees and prayed? When was the last time you knelt down and prayed? When was the last time you cried out to God instead of the KSB hotline on TV or run down to church and see the preacher or whatever? All those things are great, but when was the last time you got knocked to your knees and you called on God? Whatever you've been through, if it's knocked you off your feet, devil, you made a mistake with some of us because when a Christian is knocked off their feet, they fall to their knees, and when they fall to their knees, they touch heaven with their prayers. And when we start to call on God from our knees, every devil in hell starts to tremble. We may have been knocked around a little bit, but we're still in the fight. Our marriage may have been knocked around a little bit, but we're still together. Our relationships together, we might have had some black and blue times, but we're still together. Devil didn't win. Touch three people and say the devil didn't win. I want you to say a few things tonight. Thinking about this cross here that's left for Miss Vicky. I talked to her tonight, uh, Brother Vic, let's just postpone our holy hammer and we'll get together. We'll have our car show meeting real quick, and then Miss Vicky said we can come over to her house. She has no idea that we're going to give her this cross. She just knows I have something to give her. I'd like all of you to go with me over to her house and pray. Pray for her and pray for her family. Pray that every devil shows up at her house, they see this cross and run the opposite way. If you didn't, you weren't there to witness what we did at Mr. Tim's house, it was beautiful. It was awesome. But this cross and that cross and the cross that we know our Lord and Savior Jesus died on, we can say tonight, I can say and you can say, I cannot say that I will never be knocked down, but I can say that Jesus is alive and real. And he cares about me and he cares about you. I cannot say that I've never been knocked down. I cannot say that I've never been caught off guard. I cannot say that I've never had trouble and been forsaken by folks. But I can say tonight that I'm going to make it with whatever's thrown at me. I wish you'd say that tonight. Whatever is thrown at me, I'm going to make it. 
Second Timothy 1, 2 says, this is, this is why I'm suffering here in prison, but I'm not ashamed of it, for I know the one whom I'm trusted, and I am sure that he is able to guard what I have entrusted him and until his day of return. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that all things work to good for the good of and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. I had a very dear friend of mine one time. See, I've been through some things here at this church where I had a hard time trusting people again. I trusted God. But I had a hard time trusting people. I had a real dear friend of mine look me in the face one day and said, you're going to have to start trusting somebody. Thought about it all the way home. But what if? What if? What if? But like Michael Strahan, that ain't what we need to do. We don't need to say, when if I get hurt or what if I put myself out there? What if I change my life? Who's going to accept me? We need to get the ifs out of our lives. And, I, and, and they said to me, said, you're going to have to start trusting somebody. I thought about it the whole way home that night. I'm being real with you real quick. I don't want to cry as I say this. But I had trust issues. Because every time I turned something over, every time I tried to do this, every time, it was just like I was never good enough. I, I, they would just chastise me and try to destroy my ministry and try to destroy the good things that God, the vision that he had for this church. And I was just done trusting people. So I was at the point I was doing it all by myself. And a very wise woman looked at me one night. And she said, you're going to have to start trusting somebody. I thought about it all the way home. Who could I trust? Because the ones I trusted let me down. I just wanted to wake you up. <laughs> Dang, Mike Wise, what'd you do? I'm blaming it on him. But the ones I trusted let me down. Anybody ever been let down by someone they trusted? So as that wise woman told me, she said, you have to start trusting somebody. I thought about it all the way home. Who could I trust? Could I trust this person? Could I trust this person? Could I trust this person? And I heard the Lord whisper in my ear, you can trust me. And I remember sitting in my driveway. We were living all the way over in Harden. I remember sitting in my driveway I shut my truck off, and I sat there in my truck probably for just 30 minutes. Thanking him for being the one I could really trust. And you know what? He has been faithful. And he has brought people into my life that really love me. And really help me. That don't forsake me. And what he does for one, he'll do for another. I sit there for 30 minutes. 
And I couldn't move because of the words that he said. He said, you can trust me. Scott, you need to hear me. He said, you can trust me. Whatever you're going through tonight, you can trust Jesus. He will get you through. He'll pull you out. He'll save your soul from hell. I never had another trust issue. Now I've had some fruit issues. <laughs> this is a little more theology I'm going to let on tonight. <laughs> I hear you, Lord. He is faithful. And he loves every one of you tonight. So you're getting ready to start a new round tonight. You're getting ready. To, somebody hear me tonight. This is a new fight. This is a new round. The bell's ringing. Ding, 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 ding. This is a new round. And I'm believing new strength for you. Come on, somebody. You're getting ready. You might have been knocked down. You might have had the breath knocked down. You, you thought that was going to kill you. But this is a new day, a new round. And I'm praying new strength for you. Come on, somebody, receive that tonight. I'm praying new faith for some of you, new anointing for others. Pray for a new chapter in so many of your lives tonight. You need to whisper in your... Now, you don't even need to whisper. You need to shout. Devil, it ain't over. Devil, it ain't over. I'm back. I'm back. And I'm stronger than I've ever been. Every head bowed and every eye closed. <laughs> I was going to go on and on and on about some of those stories in the Bible. But I really don't have time to go on and on. But there's a couple of stories I wanted to tell you about three boys that got thrown into a fire. And when that wicked king shut the door and put turned the fire up seven times hotter than it had ever been, next morning he came there. He was ready to see nothing. And when he looked down in that fire, there was Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, and Jesus walking around in that fire. I was going to tell you another story, too, about a young man who was thrown into a lion's den. His name was Daniel. He was thrown into a lion's den, and they were surely, they put the ferociousest, meanest, biggest lions in the lion's den. And they were for sure that it was over for Daniel. When they showed up the next day, he was all curled up with them, sleeping, having fun, wrestling with them, petting them on their mane. Said, yeah, I'm still alive, I'm here. So you need to tell the devil you're still alive. Come on, somebody. Your body's still at work, and all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord. Your health, you're getting healthier. You're getting healthier. You're getting healthier. You're getting stronger. You're getting stronger. You're getting stronger. Believe that tonight. Your marriage. Woo-hoo! 
it's going to be better than it's ever been. Believe that tonight. You're looking at her with a new set of eyes. Yeah, y'all been battling. Yeah, you got a black eye from her. Yeah, she got a busted lip from you. You you said some things that hurt. But this is a new season, a new day, and your marriage is going to be better than it's ever been in Jesus' name. Your finances, they've been up and down, up and down, up and down, around the block, and sometimes you didn't even have enough. This is a new season. And you're going to be stronger and more equipped. Because God don't call the equipped. He equips the ones he calls. Come on, somebody. God don't call the equipped. He equips the ones that he calls. So if you got a heart to give to this new building project, if you want to fund this new building project, and it's in your heart to give to it, and you got a desire, but you're looking at your paycheck, don't worry about your paycheck. You give on faith and watch God do some miracles in your finance. This time around. Not only has God never forsaken me. He has rewarded me. And he will reward you too. I'm thankful tonight. For those that are here. And that haven't quit. Come on, somebody, you ought to thank God yourself. If you've been the one that's wanted to quit, if you've been the one that's wanted to give up, you've been the one that's been looking for a way out, looking for a way out, always looking for a way out, tell the devil, you ain't done yet. It ain't over yet. This is a new season, a new day. The devil can't stand in the presence of the name of Jesus. You call on his name in every situation. In his name I pray. Amen. Somebody give God a praise. Amen.